live from Radio Row at Mandalay Bay. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. ESPN Las Vegas, Radio Row. We have two stars of comedy, two stars of podcasting. I like that. Right? I like that. It's a whole new world. It's his his, his flowers to be taken. Yeah. yeah. He's the podcast god. Tom Segura, (laughs) Bert Kreischer. You are. Yes. Uh, we've, uh, we've, we're very lucky. We, uh, we're very lucky. We got in early, and we never stopped doing it. And we, uh, I think we got better at it. And we got really fortunate that a, a, a group of people, you know, latched on to what we were doing. Yeah. And uh, we're also comics, so it all it kind of works together, you know. It well, works nice. The cool thing about your pod is, because we're kind of media nerds, is you guys, it's well produced. Like Thank you, guys, you. You do a lot of good behind-the-scenes stuff. A lot of people think it's just turning on the mic and talking, but you guys actually put some work no, in. Oh, no, 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 no. It's turning on the mic and talking. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we've said some very regrettable stuff. We've said <laughs> regrettable things, but we will say that there's a, there's a great – we work with a great team of people. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people work on that show. So why does comedy work so well in a podcast form? Uh, I think that people, you know, they used to just consume comedy in the traditional form, which is like you go to a show. But then they realize that, like, you're basically hanging out with funny people when you're podcasting. Like, that's what you're doing. You're, ha- you're hanging out. Like, the most fun part of going to the comedy store or the mothership in Austin isn't even doing the show. It's hanging out in the green room or the parking lot. Like, that's the fun. And podcasts are like a version of hanging out with comics. Because right, yeah. this is just like what we do is we, we sit around all day and we talk trash and it's nonsense but it's also interesting and then it's funny and then it's deep and then it's not and then it's so like podcasts are what it's like to hang out with comics that's why comedy podcasts i think are enormous yeah so what do you guys first off porosos what is uh, uh porosos are a vodka brand we just launched it soft launch this week comes out in march in texas florida and california okay and yeah and uh, we've been approached by liquor companies for a long time and tom's smart enough to say like let's just do it ourselves do what we want to do Make it our own thing. I don't want just my face put on a bottle. Let's make it. And so we made it top to bottom. We made it top to bottom. Yeah. We designed the bottle. We picked the, uh, the, the, you know, everything from the label to the graphics to finding a distillery that does, like, proprietary process, sampling all the different very, like, flavors they can sure. give you, finding one that we love. And we both signed off on the same one, and we were like, this is a yeah. perfect marriage. So... That's our vodka. Real quick, I mean, rich white guys in Paris seem to do tequila, not vodka. So why Yeah, vodka? you know why? I'll tell you why. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because there's a bunch of guys that have done tequila, yeah. and I think it's boring. There's a bunch of guys doing whiskey, yep. and it's boring. And no one has disrupted the vodka space. So we decided to come in and bring something different to a space that is honestly lame and kind of trashy. Yeah. And, and so, then, by the way, he said it best to me one time. He was like, vodkas are kind of slept on. Everyone just goes, oh, yeah, throw a vodka in that. And we wanted to find one that was well-rounded. I mean, look, we'll talk about the vodka all day long. Just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> you can, listen, you know you're drinking a good vodka if yeah. you can drink it room temperature. You want to take, yeah, yeah, yeah. take a sip? Sure. Hey, can I get a bottle of Porosos, please? There we go. Yeah, try it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Vegas bro. Johnny's yeah. coming well, out. I'll say the last time no I discipline. was, like, you know, to hurled the face, over. To the face? I mean, I got to do work later, but, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, just drink it out of the bottle. Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah. Uh, they're going to do a funnel. All right. Yeah. All right. He put his I like that. That's, that's horrendous. Wow, he's, very, he's a very dirty man. I'll do it. That's yeah. all right. She got uh, tested. I'm not, I'm not a vodka guy, so yeah, uh, that's actually really, really good. Usually I get yeah. that like, Bleh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you heard, like but a, I've, been was, to, I've been to Russia. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. That's good. It's smooth. Smooth. I'm not making I didn't smooth. make a, no, no, no. a, a vodka face. No. No, it was just it was like a nipple. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. I was really sucking on that thing. you guys like it. Yeah, we've busted our ass. And for real, busted our ass like we're getting ready for a special with this vodka. took a year and a half. It took 18 months, and we... 
I think we killed it. I hope everyone enjoys it. Yes. So you got a big show coming up. We are at the MGM Grand Garden Arena tomorrow night. Um, It is filling up. It's going to be a massive show. We have surprise guests that are oh, really? huge on the okay. show, yeah. and uh, it's going to be a blast. It's like it's our launch of our brand. It's our launch of a, of like just you know culminating in like the the, the season coming to an end. But it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be a really fun show. You can go to Ticketmaster.com to get tickets for Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. Um, you know what? Screw it. We're going to give away two tickets right now. I have. Them. I have them. I have really? them. Hey, we have them back. Where, where are they? Because we're needing tickets. <laughs> we, got, we, we got. We, we have a complex that's aggressive. We got. Uh, <laughs> we got some promotional tickets. So call our seven right now. Three six four eleven hundred. Three six four one one zero zero. Can you guys go back in time? Because all comics have stories. It's a freaking grind, man. Going to all these small places. This is not where you are right now. And in terms of the, the monetization of the whole thing, like all these side projects and podcast, yeah, like. Yeah. And is that even a thought? No. The beginning you of your career, yeah. I'm hell like, yeah, no. we'll have our own vodka. The dream, what? The dream uh, at the time is you go, I want to sell out the improv. I'd love yeah. to be able to sell out the improv. Yeah. And then you go, I, I wish I could sell out a weekend at the improv. And then when that happens, and, and, and all, you know, we also are very aware of the fact that all this happened in this time period. You know what I mean? Like, this is the time when this thing yeah. happened. And now the idea that you could w- work in theaters and arenas, it's not something you dream about. It's just something that happened. No, we, we know we're, we're the luckiest guys in the world. Yeah, the we, time, met, we, met at a, we met at an improv, opening for a guy, and Tommy was watching a Florida State game in the green room as a host. True. I walked in, and I said, I went to Florida State. I said, I'm a big Florida State fan. He said, me too. And uh, he said, I got 100 bucks on the game. And I went, that's my guy. <laughs> that's my guy. And then the guy we were working at the time, whatever. But it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it, was, uh, it was like. It was <laughs> Sounds over- like fond memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. He's not launching a brand. <laughs> we uh, we got to mention, you are slimming down. So I don't want to insult Hold you. Hold on. He started it. I, no, I don't want to insult either one of you guys because I talk all the way uh, all the time on the show because I'm a fatty this and, and I'm lazy. Like, you guys aren't on the O, are you? We're on the T, baby. We're on the T. What is that? Gear, the brother. Shoot your ass. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Testosterone. You guys get a lot oh, more yeah. aggressive <laughs> and everything? Yeah. Brother. Are you more Rock aggressive? Rock hard on a flight. Yeah. Like, there that's you go. what it does You're boning up? Yeah, Bloody. I always get I get bricked up on every flight. But so you're like a junior high kid. I get again. bricked yeah. up on every flight. It's, a, it's true. Yeah. That's something about the air does it to me. I don't care if it's a it's a male or female flight attendant. I'm ready to go. Really? And uh, yeah, you and guys hang a lot with uh, Louis C.K. No, Rogan. Uh, That's where we got our testosterone, Rogan. Oh, okay. Rogan. That's, you're yes. kidding me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you think Louis on testosterone? Well, I, I don't know. He was fired up a few years ago. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I had a. No, 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 no. We love Louis. We Louis love the man. Louis. But he's brilliant. He's brilliant. brilliant. He's brilliant. He is brilliant. I was so sad to hear what was going on there. Um, I also wanted to mention, this. I think this is a much better comedy era than, say, it was, whatever, it was 15 years ago. Because uh-huh. it, it felt like everything had to be sanitized. We got screwed on radio because uh, Justin Timberlake, you know, was uh, yeah. playing, uh, with Jan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing, playing with Janet Jackson's boob. Like, was, it, was it rough after that where you're like, okay, we, now, now we're. Us. Well, for us. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I hate that. Reports come out that a comedian said this or insulted someone. Like no. that's yeah, but you know what that's the, thing the job. Is, you know what the thing is yeah. is that like none of it matters. That's the thing you learn when you're around it long enough. Every time a story like that yeah. busts out, it's like uh, and nobody cares, dude. Nobody cares. Yeah. You just like you realize that it, it takes you a minute to figure it out. It's just like noise. It's nonsense. Yeah. Doesn't ma- it doesn't matter Charles, at all. Charles did it make Barkley. you laugh? Did it make you laugh? Yeah, yep. that's yeah. The, and if it that's did, then that's who matters to us. Sure. If it, if it got you outraged, maybe that lasts a week. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you were going, what was the washcloth thing? People going after you for the washcloth thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Washcloth, what was here's the thing. Washcloths are for poor people, yeah. and I said it, and then I investigated it, and guess what I found out? True. I'm right. Yeah. 
<laughs> they are for poors. And so uh, if you use one, guess what? You're poor or your parents were poor, and I don't feel bad about it, okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you wash cloths? I don't use washcloths. Uh, yeah, big washcloth guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Cloth. Really? I wash my hair with a washcloth. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. Especially when I'm at a hotel. Cause I don't have them at home. But, like, at, home, at a hotel, I'll dump all the shampoo into it, wash the whole body. I love it. I think we got, like, two minutes left. So, I, you guys are I have rounds. started to use it for my ass because I, fi- I did that's find good. out that the pores were onto something. Yeah. And that it's effective. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Get, all right. Get a good little tip. aggressive good, scrub Good tip there. You got the undercarriage. Um, I can't remember all the stuff you're on. But what show were you on? Or you had, It was your show where you were cooking a bunch. Something's burning, my cooking show. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, bl- I watched so many no, shows. No, no, buddy, Dude, that I'm show, you're, you're, a, you're a lunatic. We you're did, sitting there, like, you're becoming a pro. You're chopping stuff up, and I'm like, how is he doing that? You, we like, did you a know great food. Episode. We did a great episode yesterday with Roy Choi. Yeah. Where we kind of just talked to him it. yesterday. We, it was awesome. We, we shared it, and Tommy did all the cooking. I just drank, and it was phenomenal. It was so fun. It was so fun. Roy's the man. Roy Choi is the guy he's revolutionized cooking and food as we know it yep. and tommy and i were lucky enough to meet him like 20 years ago like really 15 years ago where yeah and it's like also people out there like if you haven't if you haven't like like stepped into what like fusion cooking really yep. is this guy is the man he's bringing like korean and latin flavors together it's wild something you might have even thought of mm-hmm. And he has been doing it for a while and has perfected it. So you go to like Best Friend, his restaurant yep, here right at, down the, at, yeah, at the park. Oh my God, it's um, it's unbelievable. Well, we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna be down there tomorrow. We bought tickets a couple months out, so we're gonna be there. We were thinking hell about hitting yeah. it up afterward too. Hit so. it up, hell hit it up. yes, hit it, hell yeah. Let's close on this. Um, are you guys into the game? Yes. Or are these two teams, you're like, yeah. No, no, I'm into it, man. We're going Niners. Yeah? I'm, not, I'm yeah. Niners all the way, yeah. but. Uh, we're, we're Look, the Chiefs are the dangerous. The Chiefs are dangerous. We're not saying that they're not. It's, it's obvious. This is a really solid team. What are the Chiefs' as dogs? What? Oh, what is he? Mahomes is 10-1-1 against the spread as an underdog? Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. But you know what? Really? Yes. Yeah. He, he's won nine I'm games a- outright. He's 10-1-1 against the spread as an underdog in his career. He never I don't lived. know what's crazier, that he's 10-1-1 or he's only been an underdog 12 times. And that he's one ton of them. It's or crazy. that his dad still drives with a beer in his lap. I mean, that's kind of weird. That's, that's gangster of right there. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, are we not allowed to talk about that? <laughs> oh, of course you are. Yeah. I brought uh, up Louis C.K. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I yeah. think you guys passed a couple I'm times. just shy of that. But, like, yeah, that, that's old school drinking and driving, baby. That's what I'm talking and, about. Yeah, we could do that's a lot on that. Make, that's how you make a great quarterback. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah you do, your genetics don't. Uh, I've had two beers. I'm okay. Your genetics say Coors Light in the lap. Yeah. Let's roll it. See what happens. Top-notch athlete. Hell yeah, right. baby. Trips right. 126 <laughs> seven, on two, on two. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Segura, Burke Kreischer. Uh, tomorrow night, big show over at MGM Grand Garden Arena. Ticketmaster.com. You guys are great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate you. Come on. They're funny. But I think I actually offended them. How so, Steve? I'm going to tell you in a minute because I'm going to take a path here. And again, it's Ticketmaster.com. Big show. Over at MGM Grand Garden Arena, Tom Segura, great comedian, great podcaster, Kreischer, man of everything now, funny guy, party guy. Let's examine a couple of things in that interview. First of all, and we'll put out a video sometime soon, they had their own vodka. They called for one of their handlers. By the way, a big group of people around them waiting for that wrap-up sign a bunch of times and I've, we finally got it at like 11 minutes so I was like okay alright they call over the people who are helping them 
Give us a bottle. They freshly popped it open. Because I know you were worried about this. And then, yes, JVT first, backed up by me. We both took a swig. Supposedly, FCC. Maybe we really didn't. Uh, but we both took a swig from the vodka bottle. Do you have an issue? You guys are safe. But imagining if they were peer pressuring every table that they went to to try their vodka straight out of the bottle. Yep. You're the guy from ESPN Cincinnati, and they say, hey, buddy, try yeah. it. Boy, there's a, there's a good flavor here. It is a smooth vodka, but there's a taste in there. Is that Steve Cofield? Yep. Because my <laughs> other problem was, it, you know, it's a giant vodka bottle, and I'm trying to manage the interview. And you start to tilt it slowly, and for some reason it wasn't, you know, it wasn't working. So I'll, I, I'll just do this for you. So then all of a sudden, like, here's a bottle of water. All of a sudden I'm like, oh, I, you know, <laughs> like my mouth is wrapped all the way around hey, the top of the bottle. And I was like, this is disgusting. They took uh, it right back, gave it to the handler. I guarantee they didn't wipe it off. So everyone on, on Radio Row enjoyed the, the, the Segura Kreischer vodka. Good for you. Good luck. What'd you have for breakfast? I know, right? Today was actually, I think today I had a, let's see, what did I have? I had a coffee. Ooh, we got, we got breakfast sandwiches, actually. It was the first day that I was organized enough, got up early enough, and brought in some breakfast sandwiches, some breakfast. Did you breakfast. get from a gas station? No, no. I actually went to one of the finer establishments that serves fast food. Uh, and I used an app, and it was one of the times where I actually ordered from the right fast food restaurant, not the wrong location. Uh, and I told you early in the week, one of the donut joints, I ordered from one of them, and I guess they were like a mile and a half apart. I ordered from one location, went to the location about a mile away. They're like, oh, this is the wrong address. I tried to go to the second location, and I never found it, and I just I, I left. Sad is what happens. I nailed it. I nailed it. These apps are hard, man. I know everyone else is struggling with it, too. No, not at all. Only me. Only me. All right, so there was the vodka with Segura and Kreischer. Uh, I Listen, you and I have talked about me and weight loss and getting on the O. So many people are on the O, and they look great. That was epic. Were you surprised that they both, like, popped up right away, and they're like, nope, the T? I am not surprised because I'll tell you off here of someone who is also on the T that fits the build of, um, that you know, Chrysler and Segura. Really big, like, good weight loss? Not so much good weight loss, but a hefty guy where you would think, where are the results then? Oh, really? Where you think, I thought the tea's <laughs> supposed to make you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You look like I, you just slightly started eating better. I didn't look at the web, and I don't know how much. We have, we have a lot of stuff that we got to put up on the web. Uh, did anyone look at Q Meyer's account? Um, he sat down with Donovan McNabb. Wow, he's gotten into eating a lot and lifting. He, I, someone said he looked like he was 325 pounds, and I was like, no way. He sat down with Q today, and I think he's over 300 pounds. I think he played at 240, 230. He's a big guy, 235. Anything? Oh, I'm looking at some pictures of him. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a big a, guy. He's a big guy. Yep. I mean, big upper body and giant guns. So those guys are on the T, not the O. Okay. They would, um, look, they would look bad on the O. Then there, well, I told you Billy Gardell, 
you know, comedian and actor. I, I thought he was sick. It was just like, no, he was just like 300-plus pounds, and he got down to like 200. Real quick, I've got a full-body picture of Donovan McNabb next to a normal-sized human. If you said, yeah, this is a former offensive lineman, I'd believe it. <laughs> um, so later on, we're going to talk to Mark Schlereth, and towards the end of the interview – I just motioned over because that's when Donovan McNabb walked up on the R&R set. We were on the ESPN Las Vegas set. And I was like, hey, look over there. And, and Schlereth was like, whoa. Now, Schlereth has done he's – like, he's one of those offensive linemen. He's still big. Um, but my guess is he's probably like 250 now. You see a lot of offensive linemen who drop like 60, 70 pounds when they get out of the NFL because they're not just bulking up to bulk up. But, uh, yeah, Donovan McNabb's a big guy, man. It's all right. If you're happy, I'm happy like this. I'm healthy. I've been walking around all week. No issues. Maybe the bed last night wasn't the great. Oh, maybe it wasn't the greatest bed, but, you know. Where'd you stay last night? Uh, I stayed the first two nights at the Excalibur. So, the other comment, uh, I won't say last night. Uh, the other comment there's a couple more. Uh, they were talking about being all fired up and that they were getting uh, rocked on a plane. So then I jump in and I'm like, okay, let's do some of my obnoxious comedy. And I mentioned Louis C.K. just as a quick point. And both of them were like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, you guys are in the business of offending and amusing. I'm like, Louis C.K.'s off limits? They got offended the way you wanted to get offended if someone would have disrespected Vegas on set. Uh, yeah, you're right. If That's you would have kept point. going, they would have been like, no way we're going to let you talk bad about another comedian. <laughs> he's, he's one of ours. Like, this is my town. We don't care what if he someone, did. If someone actually came out to me and mentioned the hotel that I stayed at last night, the Vegas hotel I stayed at last night, and they were like, I, 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 don't, I actually would be like, eh, I can't defend that one. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Um, I also got misquoted. Uh, JVT on the Louis C.K. comment said later that I felt bad for Louis C.K., which that's that's not a great statement if, if you think I said that. Because what he was doing was pretty gross. He was violating people pretty badly, like real bad. Um, I actually I made sure to listen back, and I said I was so sad to hear what was going on there. Isn't that a coverall? Yeah, you know, it's when people say the PR statement, I, I feel bad for everyone involved, or, you know, that's a sad situation. Will you now go to see Segura and Kreischer? Oh, boy, if I could get those tickets. (laughs) I was was on the fence about it earlier in the week. I was talking to people. I know people who are going. I was like, ah, we're giving away tickets at work. Ah, maybe. But now after having them on the show, I'm going to have some FOMO. Um, Get tickets. I bet you the the chief ticket giver still has some tickets. I'll ask. Dude, take advantage of it. We had a, we had an old boss, and nothing against him, but uh, you know you'd, you'd have people in the past, and they're like, "Well, you know, I'd like to get paid a little more. I'm having a little bit of a tough time." And he would tell people, "He's like, man, you guys get to go to concerts and games for free. That makes up for it." Not everyone bought that. Not entirely. Are you still looking at Donovan McNabb pictures? Uh, I was. He had a picture with Greg Salerno, and uh, he was giving oh. Salerno a run for his money. But <laughs> No. <laughs> Yo, check it. I retweeted it. 
Well, McNabb wasn't. Craig has like a mega belly. Like, look at them side by side. He's giving Salerno a run for his money, Steve. I said it. I don't think so. I'll check it out. But Q also just posted a shoving match between uh, Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia down at Radio Row. Stop. Yeah. Come on. I know. Missing out. Why did I leave? Why did I leave? That would have been good. Could have jumped in there. I would not jump in there. Fellas, stop the violence. Save it for the fight. Please. I'm a... I'll jump in. I'm a powerful 50-plus radio host. I put on some weight. I mean, look at these guns, and I get, like, punched right in the nads. I was going to say kicked in the face, but neither one of them is an MMA guy, so. Somebody in the entourage, maybe. Someone in the entourage. It could be. It could be. Gillies is the spot for a great time on scintillating seventh day of the week. They have that trademarked? It doesn't really work. Yeah. So Sunday, they've got their viewing party. Uh, one affordable price. All you can eat. All you can drink. That's an amazing space at Gillies. A legendary space. The parking is free. But you got to get up online. Go to the website. Go through Twitter. Get the info. And then reserve a spot. Because there's still some spots, but it's going fast. So one of the best parties in town. Gillies, right here at the TI. Now back to Cofield and Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Cofield and Company, Radio Row. Let's talk some football. Let's also talk a little social media. Mark Schlereth is in with Cofield and JVT. I like social media. I like putting Uh my stuff out on social media. What I do not like, and I don't get a lot of negativity. You do because you're in the gambling space. It's just stuff up there that it just – Stuff is uh, taken as political. You're taking an angle. You must yeah. be this and that. Uh, you got stunt, and you're trying to clean it up and come up with a, a better space for sports. Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, st- the stunt app, and, you know, I'm, I've been part of this since the beginning, but it's just a dedicated place for nothing but sports, nothing but sports takes. Uh, you can post your takes. You can create a uh, – Trey Wingo and I do a, a live show every Monday night. Um, so there's audio space, there's video space, there's you can monetize it, you can create hey, there you get a lot of people say, Oh, it's easy to do what you do. I could do okay, yeah, really? Come get a taste. Yeah. Come make some money on it then if you want if you want to go that route. But it is completely dedicated to nothing but sports. Um, great audience, great sports fans on there. Uh, Tuesday night trivia for money every every Tuesday night. So there's a lot of great things you can do. Like I said, trade I do an audio space or a Audio show every uh, Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. So, um, just a great, just a great space, great app, and uh, we're trying to grow it and create it. Is it a safe space for somebody like me that likes to talk win probability and analytics? Sure, yeah. absolutely, oh, absolutely. No. Just be right. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. Look, yeah. look at his mood. Yeah. yeah, you just be right. That's well, all you got to be. Well, I was excited to talk to you because I'm very pro, you know, win probability analytics, and I know you've been pretty vocal about this. Do you think there is a space in sports where both coexist? Well, I think it coexists now. Yeah. You know, to a degree, I, I just think you've got to be like I think like anything. It's great to have information, right? It's great to have knowledge, um, but it's better to know what you're doing. And so, you know, one of the things I always look at, like people will say, well, you know, two point conversions or whatever, for instance, got to go for these two point conversions. And I always said, well, how many two point, how many two point conversion plays during the course of a week do you think we work on? Right. Ooh, I don't know. Do you have any idea? I'd say three. Okay, we have one that we like, okay. really like, maybe one other two-point conversion that we have in the game plan. Okay. 
So if you get through those two, now you're into third down and short plays or right. third down third down plays. Well, guess what happens when you're on the two or three yard line? The field condenses. Mm-hmm. So where you would normally be able to take a team and spread them right, north right. and south, now all of a sudden a linebacker that has to make a decision doesn't have to make a decision. He can play between the two and take away that space. So that, that play really is not that good. So ultimately, here's the other thing. Two-point conversion plays, how many times do you think we practice them? I'd say not once a week the way that you're presenting this. Right. We, so on, on Fridays, we do our goal line yep. and our two-minute. We'll run our one two-minute pa- two play, and we'll run our goal line plays. So it's five plays. And on a Friday, you're in shorts and a T-shirt. Right. So that's what you've practiced. So ultimately, when you know you sit there from the the you know the like I always say, math has never made one tackle or thrown one block, but when all of a sudden you put it into that context, there's not as much stuff that we have in that is you know, is you know that is something that we've really worked on during the course of the week. We've you know we've run our two point two point play one time, yeah, and and we ran it shorts and a t shirt. Yeah. So it's just a different, you know, from a context standpoint, I'm just giving context to sure. the math, if that makes sense. TheStunt.com. Mark Schlerer sitting down with us, former NFL player, of course, very closely tied to Denver. Want to get to the Broncos here in a second. Uh, Damon is with us back in the studio, JVT, Cofield. Um, I love the game. Watch this. I love the game that Dan Campbell coached. Uh-huh. I, I don't like kicking field goals beyond 45 yards. I don't trust kickers. Okay. Am I dead wrong on this? Because here, here's what we fight against. If you watch a game and there's aggression and going forward mm-hmm. on fourth down, you can't just analyze it based on the results. There's a process there. And sure. the, coach, the coach knows his team and can feel what's going on in the game. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. But I also agree with have to know, you also have to know kind of just because you've gone for it a bunch doesn't mean that that's the right decision there. And here's where, here's where I would look at it from a – like a larger perspective on that particular one. Okay, you got seven minutes left, third quarter. It's it's fourth down and two. Now that should have been complete pass, right? Yep, should have been. Um, but here's what here's what I would look at. You had a 14 point lead. You make that field goal, 46 yards, right? Now you got a, a three t- or three score lead. Yeah, here's what here's the other thing that happens to you. Okay, so as soon as you make that field goal, you know what you do? You go to a TV timeout. Then you know what happens. You kick off. You know what happens after you kick off? You go to another TV timeout. So now instead of garnering that momentum from getting that fourth down stop, you've had probably five minutes of real time pass by where that offense has just sat there, and that excitement over creating that turnover is gone. Now also you're going to get the ball at the 25 or be usually behind that, yeah. right? And now you've got to put together a really long drive and it changes the way you affect your play calling. So a two-score game, we score a touchdown, we're right back in this son of a gun. A three-score game, and all of a sudden, you know what you say to yourself? Man, like we're running out of time, we're running out of possessions. Maybe we don't throw the ball, or maybe we don't run the ball here. Maybe we throw it every down. And, and you know, for San Francisco, and here's the thing you got to understand about San Francisco, they are not a good static formation drop-back team. It's not what they do well. What they do well is they run the ball and they set up their play action stuff off of that. When you have a three score, when right. you have a three right. score yeah. deficit, all of a sudden you get out of that and you start saying we got to throw it every down. 
So now that scenario is completely different when you think about it from a football perspective, not just, hey, the analytics tell me to go for it here. I got it. I got it. Touche. That's a good one. Well, I think so. From the, I'm laughing in the back. Well, I'll say this because I actually, as an analytics guy, what was surprising from my perspective in that game, the numbers actually said go for it at halftime. Right. Like when you had a, when they had that fourth and goal from like the two, that's the thing that was surprising to me was in all those situations, the the win probability models would tell you to go for it, and Dan Campbell has generally done that. I was surprised that at halftime you can go up twenty eight to seven, and I was surprised he didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's interesting. The whole thing is interesting to me. I created because I'm not an analytics guy, but I yeah. created I created my own advanced analytics. I created my own my one stat like it, and I think it's I think it's going to catch on. It's called uh, my boo rating B O O, and that's balls over your opponent. Uh, if you've got bigger balls okay. than your opponent has, <laughs> the odds are you're going to win. Yeah. And so that's my new that's my new rating scale. Boo. Uh, Demond's back in studio. What do you got, Demond? Uh, Mark, I wanted to ask you. I was on the show a few years ago, and you said that not the best ability isn't availability; it's accountability. Do uh, you think that coaches in those moments, like Dan Campbell did, they take enough accountability on themselves and not put it on the players? Yeah, I mean, Dan is Dan is. I love Dan Campbell, and. Um, and, and, again, just because, like I said, because you go for it all the time doesn't mean you should go for it all the time. And, you know, there's – you got to – I think you just have to feel the game. Um, but Dan takes all that – he takes it all on himself. Like, when you sit down and you talk to Dan, you walk in that building. Now, I've walked in Detroit uh, before Dan was the coach there. And, I mean, it, it was just like – it felt like a gray cloud in that whole building. Sure. You walk into that building now, I mean – the energy of that building is awesome. The coaches want to be there. The players want to be there. The support staff wants to be there. Um, and it's because of Dan, his ability to build relationships, and his ability to do exactly that, to take accountability. So uh, Dan is just like, hey, man, we're gonna, like, this is what we do. We're going to go for it. And I trust you guys. And there's a, there's a beauty in that feel of your coach trusts you. And, and that empowers you as a player. Um, to take that responsibility on your own shoulders. He's like, hey, man, I'm giving this to you guys. I trust you. I believe in you guys. And you respond to that. That's it. That's a really good feeling. Did you like the frankness of his message afterwards, which was just like, we might not be back here, guys. Like, yeah. This might be our best opportunity. Well, it's, hey, man, I won a Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 26 in 1991. 1992, we went to the playoffs. We, you know, we had a lot of injuries that year. In 1993, I think we won four games, three or four games. I mean, it can, it, can, it can turn on you that quickly. So it's kind of the way it goes. Thestunt.com, you want to get up there, get information. Uh, Sports-only platform, and Mark Schlereth is up there. Trey Wingo is up there. The best part about this is everyone listening, you can be up there and stop telling us that you can do a sports talk radio show. Do it. Yeah, yeah, I tell right. people all the time, there's all new entries to get into this business. If you think you're better than us, then get in. Don't be a pansy. Do it. Right, right. Monetize it. Go ahead. Yep. I mean, like I said, come get a taste. Let's see what you got. So I got two questions for you. Yeah. Uh, one on the Broncos. Who should the Broncos be more afraid of moving forward, the Raiders or the Chargers? Ooh, uh, the Chargers. I mean, you, I, I would ask you, who's the Raiders quarterback? Incomplete right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was um, more going on the, organ, the way the organization's structured, and I know Herbert's a big advantage. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I will also mention – the Broncos can't beat the Raiders for some reason. I don't get it. Even in down times, they can't do it. Yeah, I know it. I know it's it. It's so weird. And, you know, I mean, I'm a 
I'm a huge Raider fan because uh, during my time with the Broncos, we were 11-1 against their punk asses. <laughs> so they were, all, they were our own personal good thing. So, yeah. uh, you know, so I love I love the Raiders. But, uh, yeah, they have, I mean, regardless of who the coach is, regardless of who's playing quarterback, the Raiders have, this is eight straight games they've, they've beat the Broncos. So um, Broncos are in the same spot. Got to figure out what the quarterback is. But Jim Harbaugh, has always had some success with, with quarterbacks. He's done a really good job with those guys. And uh, hey, listen, man, the Chargers are the Chargers are a talented team. You know, they just spend too much time chargering. Three, like they, three and eight last year, one score games. Yeah, I and mean, that can be flipped like that. Yeah, with, with so, good coaching. Uh, with, yeah, exactly. With good coaching and confidence, and 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 to me, identity. Yep. Like one of the things that was really important to me as a as a player is knowing who you are, knowing like. I look at San Francisco. That they've got like the last two games, they've gotten away from their identity. You got to get back to doing what you do. And so, you know, there are a lot of teams that say, "Hey, second down and one, that's a shot down, right? We're going to take a shot and see if we can." Like my years in Denver, second down and one was a conversion down. We're going to beat you up. We're going to beat your ass. And I knew there was one of three plays coming in. It's either eighteen, nineteen handoff, fourteen, fifty handoff, or quarterback sneak. I knew that beyond the shadow of a doubt. So I, you don't even have to think. Right. And you start to understand this is what we are, this is what I do. Um, that's a, Those are good things when that happens to you. Look at the offensive lineman walking up on our setback here. McNabb. Oh, wow. He's, he's been lifting. <laughs> uh, 30 seconds, real quick. Um, I will draw the parallel between the confidence and the way the Niners operate as an organization back to the Redskins. Redskins won Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. They, it was a different era, but they weren't freaked out like, we can't find another quarterback. They always found another quarterback. Yeah. And the Niners were one of the organizations that's like, you know what, we'll keep drafting quarterbacks, we'll find the guy. I see it all over the league where I'm like, why are you giving a guy $45 million who's the 17th quarterback yeah. in the league? Because you're like, we don't know who the next guy is. Yeah, yeah. people freak out about it. And, I mean, the other thing is you have to understand, when you find a guy, don't be afraid. that If that's my guy and he can do it, yeah, that's your guy, regardless of where he got drafted. And if you draft the guy really high, like Trey Lance, and you realize instantly that he can't play, yep. you move on. And they've been incredible on that. And, and some teams get so tied up in, well, we just got to pay the guy. Well, do you? Like, if you build a really good team, your team can carry you until that guy develops enough to be great. TheStunt.com. I love this idea. It's great. Good luck with it. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Mark Schlereth. Former Redskin, now the Commies Commanders, won a Super Bowl with them, three-time Super Bowl winner, and he's got the stunt.com. Interesting idea. It is challenging, though, to get people to fall in love with a new social media platform, but it's got a shot because of the element of having some stars up there to do shows, and I don't know that we found a good way for... What do you always call them, Damon, the listeners? uh, No, that's actually Ari hates the listeners. Um, He always used to call them normies. I don't believe you. Very arrogant. That young man is very arrogant. Um, Now, for you people out there, uh, men and women who want to do sports talk, one, podcasts are a great way to do it, but thestunt.com may be a place to go and get exposure because getting exposure is not always easy. So I'd look it up, man. I'd get into this. Damon, put down your phone. You don't have to look it up right now. You're on a show that we do okay. 
Although you may want to do some sort of spinoff, so the stunt.com could be the spot. I need all the help I can get. Um, I'm not trying to insult you, but I'm going to ask you a question because there are a couple of wake-up moments for me on Radio Row. I am older, and I'm making references to the 80s and 90s. It happened a lot this week, and people are looking at me like, what? Steve, I was so mad every time you mentioned the Golden Girls and someone was like, oh, I don't get it. Because I, that's what, more of a Blanche jacket than anybody. Okay. All right. I, I, I didn't know if it, which one it was, but you're right. It is a Blanche jacket. Not today. My jacket yesterday was a Blanche jacket. I mean, the reason I mentioned the Golden Girls, it actually it looks like a jacket my mother would wear. So I might send her a picture of just the back because you can't see the collar and be like, hey, do you want this? It's, it's, a, it's very big for her. She's a five-foot woman, so I don't think she's going to fit into it. But imagine if she was like, yeah, that looks like my style. I'd be like, oh, God. I wore that for an entire day at Radio Row. What a mess I am. But good for you. It's one of the great series in the history of the world. Very funny still. It's, the humor still holds up. Dorothy, what a great I, – I, I would go – this is another one of those things. I got to stop. Same we got to go to break. Let's, uh, we're going to hunt down Patrick Berbert, who's going to tell us about the latest at the TI Sportsbook with the game line, with the total, and then, oh, I don't know. Look, I mean, old school, here we go. Look at the paper, the sheets. Can you see that right there? Sheets, prop bets. We close out strong, getting ready for super the big game. Hang in at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. It's Cofield and Company. All right, closing out strong here on this Friday, Super Friday. We, we're allowed to call all the other days this week Super something. Super Friday. Patrick Berbert is in from the TI Sportsbook. First of all, I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. How you doing? Doing great. All Yourself? Right. Yeah, good, good, man. You look good. I like the tie. Uh, so, I walk in here, and after a whole week of seeing Niners 2, Niners up to 2.5, talking to you off here, I look at now this – this isn't always updated. Now, by, by the way, that is a I, I know it seems like a very amateur tip. When you go into places and they still have the sheets, you, you always got to check the board or go to the window because sometimes it's not updated. So I see one and a half on the sheet. Niners, are you still there? We're at two now. On the okay. Game. But you guys have been low and lower than almost everyone else in town, right? That's, that's correct. Why? We, we like the we, we like the Chiefs in this game, and we were getting great two-way action at one and a half, and we were going to take a stance on it until we saw some Niners money come in. Now, for folks out there, listen to what Patrick just said. We liked a side, and we took a stance. Who do you guys think you are? What do you think? This is 1988? What, are you crazy? That's the, that's the way bookmaking was, and you guys are still that way. That, that, that's what we that's what we uh, agreed on when we opened up the line here. We were going to not sway away from a power ratings that held strong for us all year long. So I'm assuming Mr. Ruffin's like, you know what? Let's try to win. And the times that you don't, he's like, I'm, I don't want to get into all the business because I know there are some owners, you know, a very involved owner, and especially if it's super corporate, who are like, what the hell just happened? You know? So he understands that sometimes you may not win, but – when you take a stance, if they trust you, you guys could win much, a much bigger portion than maybe everyone else in town if you're on the right side and you're taking the right money. Correct. Very interesting. 
Very interesting. Do you remember going back to last year what the hold was on the Super Bowl? I'm really putting you on the spot here. For us? Yeah. I know I know we made out with a profit. Okay. Um, I think we were in the 4.5% hold range. Which is pretty solid. It's pretty solid. Yeah, I got to tell you, it is crazy around the country what's happening. As more casual gamblers in all these states are coming on board and they're parlay crazy, some of the holds around the country. I, someone was telling me the other day, and I'm like, what? It's nuts, right? Like pushing up to 8, 9, 10%. But a lot of that is... I believe when people are first exposed to gambling, they're titillated by the parlays, and eventually they learn. And, and listen, I don't want to tell everyone here, don't play parlays. They're hard to win. But as people get more educated, it's hard to win in Vegas. Because, and not that everyone everyone wins all the time here, but I feel like the gamblers here have been around it. They're more educated. 100%. And like you said, those whole percentages, uh, some of the other spots are really getting up there because of those same game parlays that you're seeing incorporated here in a lot of the books. What are the limits here? Well, like, what do you? What can people fire on, on the side? The total. You guys have gotten a little more aggressive, right? We're getting a little more aggressive now. Right now, you can get five two two on the game. Um, depending on where we are, we might be able to take a little bit more. And then during game day, you're going to see that go up a lot more as well. All right. Do you and and we're talking to Patrick Berbert. Do you guys like the props? Like, do you go into Super Bowls? Um, like, this is another position we can take. Lots of positions. We believe we're going to make money, or, or is it kind of more conservative? We, we love doing the props. Uh, before last year, we really didn't take much thought and process into doing the props, and we incorporated them in throughout the whole season this year. So I really enjoy doing the props and working with the other guys that come up with all our numbers and seeing what type of wagering menu we can offer. So we really enjoy doing it for the Super Bowl this year. Has anything been hit really hard where, where players surprise you a little bit? 49ers, no rushing touchdown. We, we were hit pretty hard on that, so that's a heavy liability for us. So we're definitely rooting for a 49ers to score a rushing touchdown. Well, where are you at and what are you at now? For where we opened up on that game, I, I believe we were on the no plus 320, and now we're kind of down to like plus like 240. Looking through the prop sheet, it's about 10 pages here. Down at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar, TI Vegas Sportsbook. What's some stuff that you really were fired up to put up that you liked in terms of creativity or something you had some confidence in? From a, from a better's perspective, I really thought a couple of bets that were interesting were uh, race to 15 points where we were able to put that up and also where was that? Uh, both teams to score 20-plus points. I think that a lot of the betters are going to want to root for a shootout here and then they're going to play the yes on that as well. Talking to other books during the week, do you see any effect of Kelsey and Swift and Swifties? Now, again, a lot of Taylor Swift fans may be under 21, but a lot aren't. And, you know, there are a lot of female betters out there, and I'm not saying that guys aren't betters. How have the Kelsey props been so far? Has there been a, a push? I know, what do you guys have? Uh, do you guys have, you have MVP in front of you? So MVP, I know a lot of places was 20 to 1. Looking earlier today, I saw another house with Kelsey down to 14 to 1. Is that one where you've gotten pounded on? We haven't really got pounded on that. We're sitting, uh, the one Kelsey prop we're really getting pounded on is the over yards. We opened up two yards more than everybody else. Where were we at? Uh, right now, we. No, where were you at? Because I, I, I saw earlier in the week, I'm really quizzing him here. Um, 
I saw early in the week. I thought it was 69 and a half. I looked earlier today. This is over under receiving yards on Travis Kelsey. I thought I saw 73 in another book. So what's happened to you guys? We opened up 71 and a half on that game, and we're up to 74 and a half on that right now as well. Can we see, like, another three yards by Sunday? We we possibly could. They're they're going to keep betting it over. You saw it last year in the Super Bowl when they played the Eagles. Everybody, it was just Kelsey and over, whether it was receptions or yards. I think we're going to see the same thing this year. I'm not saying it's going to hit, but... I would like to be in a position where I bet 69 and a half and then I can get 77 the other way. That'd be pretty special. All right, we got like 45 seconds left. Uh, Gillies, you can still book there. You do have to pay, but that's all you can eat, all you can drink. Uh, Mr. Ruffin has said, hey, you know what? First come, first serve, like regular restaurant day here at the Golden Circle, right? Correct. It's going to be first come, first serve here, and we're looking forward to a big crowd here, and everybody have a great, great time. And the great thing about TI, the lines will be long, as there are everywhere at the windows, but they got the kiosk too. So get here early. I advise you, or play on Saturday, play tonight. Patrick, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having us, right? Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for housing the show to Treasure Island. Damon, great job all week, man. I know it was a lot of work behind the scenes uh, back there. Excellent job, James. Thanks for uh, getting us the food. That was excellent. By the way, Southpaw Chicken Tenders, I couldn't resist. My favorite uh, item on the menu here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Party, but be safe.